Hey guys, welcome to the next chapter. I'm Prim Saripapat. Today's guest, he plays for the Portland Trailblazers. He is in his seventh season in the NBA, a Lehigh grad who majored in journalism and also the host and creator of his pull-up podcast, which gives people an inside look into the life of an NBA player. And also I'd like to add, most importantly, a former model and store manager of Abercrombie and Fitch. Welcome, CJ McCollum, to the show. Um, CJ, you know, your resume doesn't really need that much fluffing up. I might have fluffed a little bit there at the end. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Not a lot of people know about my history uh, with Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch. So uh, it's, it's good for you to kind of spread that around and um, really, really show people who I am on the inside to the core. But that's that's 15 years ago, and I'm never going back to that life. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. When I was in high school, that was actually a job that I really wanted to have because I feel like back in the day, that was a cool gig. And just so everyone's aware, I, on Twitter, I did this five, I got tagged in this thing, the five jobs, five tags where you list five different jobs that you had over the course of your life, um, some silly ones, some cool ones, whatever, and you tag five people. I tagged CJ. CJ, you were nice enough to get involved, and that's where I found out that you worked at Abercrombie & Fitch. Um, your former teammate, Pat Connaughton, he was intrigued about that and wanted me to ask you a little bit more about what's going on with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, long story short, it wasn't even 15 years ago. I exaggerated a little bit. It was 12 12 years ago since I'm 28. So my junior year going into senior year, I took this class called e-commerce. And basically you learned about all things business. And as a part of the class, school would start at, I don't know, eight, we would start at seven or like an hour before school we would start. And once your senior year comes, you get job placement. So basically oh. it's your job to find a job where they find you a job. So you get used to working in the real world. Uh, you, you do different things uh, depending on what job you sign up for. And me and one of my good friends uh, from home, Blake McMillan, we both were like, yo, let's get a job where <laughs> we're basically, we get to pick our hours, right? So a lot of times I would be at work but I'll be working out <laughs> because, because I was a part-time employee basically with swing shifts. So weekends were alternate. We'd alternate weekends. Like he would work a Sunday, then I would work a Sunday. That's and uh, we both applied for Abercrombie and we didn't work. I don't know if they fired me or not, but I think basically I just stopped going in once, <laughs> once class was over. I just stopped, uh, I just stopped showing up and I was just hoping they, they wouldn't place me in within the hours. I love it. I love it. So it was, um, so it was, it was a good opportunity and it sounds like it was a lot of fun other than the fact that you just kind of left it and didn't say goodbye, but nonetheless, <laughs> well, you know, now that we've got the serious matters, um, taken care of, just wanted to bring you onto the show because I know you've been very involved with not only the MBA, but also the MBPA with regards to their response to the pandemic and everything. But first, how has your life changed since they announced the season being suspended on March 11th? My life changed a lot. Um, I've had time, obviously, a lot of time to reflect, you know, kind of go over things, you know, see what I want to accomplish going forward, five years, 10 years. And, and obviously during retirement, I've been able to spend a lot of time with my fiance, being able to, you know, spend time with a dog, adopt a dog, kind of go through that process, probably something we wouldn't have been able to do till summertime or next year so that's been cool and besides that trying to call family you know stay in touch and, and keep people in the house because it's hard for uh, older people in my family to 
to kind of listen to instructions and directions because they're so, you know, used to living a certain way. So that's been a, a process. But outside of that, I've just tried to stay as educated as possible on what's going on and learn a little bit about uh, other aspects of, of the business world. What do you remember about that day on March 11th? Because I know your situation was a bit unique. Yeah, I was recording a podcast with Mello. So we were sitting here at, at, the, at the desk next to me and we were recording, uh, had a game the next day. So we were kind of getting ready for that and just talking about the season, talking about like mental health, talking about everything he's gone through. He was telling stories about like Kion, his son, AAU, how he didn't want to go around the game at first. And then I get an alert from the NBPA. Like they text me and like, hey, this is going to come out soon. Um the season's about to be suspended. And I was like, suspended? Like, yeah, right. Like, whatever. And then I seen Oklahoma City have to go to the locker room. Like, teams started having to go to the locker room, like, mid-game. And I was like, uh-oh. And then as I'm recording, I tell Melo, I go grab, I go, go to the cellar and grab two bottles of wine. And I'm like, well, season's <laughs> over. That means we're not oh, playing. That was, a, that was your reaction. I was like, well, we're not going to be playing for a while. So go get some beers. Go get some wine. Yeah, so I poured up, we finished two bottles, and then uh, kept recording for another 35, 40 minutes, and then uh, the news came out. What's been the hardest thing for you over the last month and a half since you've been away from basketball? Just your routine. You had to come up with a new routine. So, like, figuring out, you know, my schedule for each day. Like, take the dog out at 7.30 or 8.00. Like, then I try to work out. Then I have conference calls. I have to do this. I have to do that. So, like, trying to stay on, like, some type of schedule because otherwise the days just kind of roll over. Next thing you know, it's been 20 days of you doing nothing and eating terrible. So, try to have structure. Uh, Chef's done a good job of keeping us, you know, in order with with the meals that we're eating, uh, staying healthy. Obviously, we have cheat days. Like, today, uh, pound cake, pancakes. Oh, fun. So wait, do you do a cheat day on Thursday rather than the weekend? My cheat day is usually on Sunday. So I don't have a designated day. It's moods. Okay. So I just go by my moods. If there's seven days in a week, I like to say I'm like 85, 90% clean. So, you know, 10%. So some weeks it's seven days of just eating great. And in other weeks, it might be four days. And then those three days of just freedom, you know, I kind of mix mix around and, and play around a little bit and give them creative freedom. But usually I just love French fries. So I usually French fries are my cheat meal like every week. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Uh, if I if my cheat day was based on my mood, um, it would not be pretty. <laughs> that would not be a good plan for me. I might stray off my uh, my diet a little bit. Um, so what has your mood been like over the past month? I've been moody for sure. Uh, I've been up and down. Um, some days I'm great. I'm excited. I'm energetic. The sunshine and other days it's raining and I'm kind of like dragging. So it's just being able to adjust, trying to find peace, trying to stay sane during these, during these times and reading a little bit, you know, staying in contact with people, FaceTime and a lot of zoom conference calls, some zoom calls with the homies. And now that we got the NFL draft today, I don't know. Well, whenever you release this that day, um, that makes me happy. I'm gonna put my Browns jersey on, and, and today's <laughs> gonna be a great day. It's gonna be a great day. Yeah, I know a lot of people are excited. Uh, the fact that the NFL draft is continuing, and um, some people are a little surprised that they're doing it, but I think sports fans need something. So I think it's the NFL draft, and also the Michael Jordan doc that I think a lot of people are really excited about, which I know you've been really, really into. Um, you know, just going back to what you were talking about, about the moodiness and, um, that's something that I can definitely relate to when sport was out of my life. 
Um, and I know a lot of other athletes are experiencing the same thing, but what is it, what is it without basketball that affects you the most? I think just from an energy level standpoint, you, you used to going to practice in the morning, being around your teammates, traveling. Obviously, the competition of it is a lot of fun. Rehab, massages, treatment, recovery. Like you go through all, like all these things that you're accustomed to doing and then you just take it away. Shooting was like therapeutic for me. And now that's the one thing that I can't really do right now. So mm. um, being able to kind of find something else, uh, whether that's a, uh, I finally set up my Xbox. I've had an Xbox here for a long time and I hooked it up. I downloaded FIFA, I downloaded uh, Call of Duty 2K. So I was like, all right. I guess I'm going to play some video games at night occasionally and, and then just, you know, figure out other things. Like I've cooked a little bit, just doing a little bit of everything to try to, you know, get some some normalcy in these day to day, you know, struggles of sometimes just being in the house for six, seven straight days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you miss a lot of the adrenaline and and pushing your body in the aspect of training? Yeah, definitely on the court. I'm still working out at home. I bought a lot of stuff. We got bikes. We got kettlebells. We got the Kaiser functional machine. So I'm able to get pushes, pulls in. I'm doing core stability, movement stuff. But it's just not the same. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> working out in your house or you're outside. And it's just your home is your home, right? You know, yes. like it's hard to mix those things. So now, like, your home is everything. You work out here. You take calls here. You do meetings here. You sleep here. It's like, where's the separation? And uh, it's it's hard. I'm sure everybody's going through it, just kind of designating time for certain things and like figuring out which space you're going to use for certain things. And you are in Portland, right? You decide to hunker down in Portland? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I'll be here for the foreseeable future. Obviously, my family's in the East Coast. Her family's in the East Coast. So we want to get back at some point, but we don't want to put anybody in harm, especially, you know, our, our parents are over 50, over 60. And then our grandparents, you don't want to risk, you know, potentially you know, infecting them as an asymptomatic carrier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, regardless of how difficult everything has been, I know that you have been somebody who's been very outspoken about encouraging your colleagues and NBA players, also athletes, to really maximize this time and begin to explore other things outside their sport. And you had a great tweet. I'm going to read it out really quickly. But on March 11th, you tweeted out, I hope all the players take some time to really work on life outside basketball Use your resources and celebrity to your advantage. Take the meetings, diversify, and learn to explore other avenues of income while you're still in the league. Because when it's over, it's over. And I love the fact that you tweeted that out the day the season was suspended because that tells me you were already thinking about the future. Why did you feel the need to tweet that out? I think sometimes everybody's you know, just caught up in the moment. Like a lot of times I get caught up in the now, the present, what I'm trying to accomplish, what I want to accomplish down the road. Uh, it takes priority over a lot of things. And I think once the basketball is taken away from you, whether that's injury, whether that's lack of performance, or you just decide to kind of give, give it up. But for me, I've been thinking about how many years I want to play, what I want to do when I'm retired, how I'm going to do it, how do I prepare? You know, the average, the average players in and out within four and a half, five years. So I had to be ready for anything. And I think now a lot of players with this idle time, they've been able to kind of take calls they, they probably normally wouldn't take, learn more mm. about business, whether that's real estate, tech, uh, funds, investing, whatever the case may be. I just want players, not just players, but people in general to, to understand that you need to have a backup plan because I know a lot of people who, who've been laid off, right? So what are you going to do now? Not just from an income standpoint, but from a, a happiness and overall health standpoint, like how do you stay happy during times like this to where what you've been accustomed to doing is taken away? So for 
people, especially athletes who are really trying to explore and take that next step, could you explain some of the things that you are doing right now to help keep your mind off of basketball and make sure you're productive and, and bettering yourself? Yeah, I mean, I have bi-weekly calls with, with a few people, especially uh, people who are in the business world. They're prevalent. They understand what's going on uh, in terms of the market, finances, and how to properly invest. So just taking those calls to educate myself on what's going on, learning about like the pulse of Wall Street, uh, the pulse of the Silicon Valley, what's happening. Um, we have my financial advisor, business manager. We're going through decks you know, that have been pitched to us and just kind of going back and forth looking at what we want to potentially invest in, you know, studying my, my income, right. The mm. breakdown of my income, what is what are my spending habits? This is stuff I normally do anyway, but now I can really like thoroughly go through the statement for hours as opposed to like 30 minutes. Like I'm just going through, going through every transaction, bank statements, just as, just to have more familiarity with, with everything that's going on around me. And then we've been doing calls. My financial advisor, Joey does a great job of setting up like educational calls for things I'm interested in. So I, I've, invested in real estate. So we had a call with Don Peebles. Uh, I'm learning about franchising, potentially going to be a franchisee and a couple businesses. So yesterday I did a call with Junior Bridgman. So just a little stuff like that um, to where I'm bringing in other players. Obviously, I share the share the dial in and, and try to, you know, basically show people like, hey, these are the networks you need to be a, a part of. These are the, the type of conversations you need to be having. And at the very least, you just learn something new every time. Yeah, for sure. I know, you know, you just kind of mentioned the lack of structure right now um, because you don't have practice. And I think that's where athletes, when they retire, that's where they struggle the most because they don't have a coach right there telling them what to do and they don't have everything right. lined up. So how are you creating that structure for yourself right now? I just set a schedule. Uh, obviously, the dog just barks when it wants to bark, so you naturally <laughs> don't need an alarm. You just, you just wake up when they Or they just pee ready. on the floor, and that's it. <laughs> right. But we're crazy training her now, so she's in the cage. Uh, oh, that's she tries good. To sleep. She tries to sleep, stay out as long as possible. But either when I when I get up to go to bed, she goes to the crate, or I carry her to the crate. Like there's no there's no in between. But she knows that that's bedtime, and she takes naps in there throughout the day and stuff, so she's comfortable. Uh, but we get up and do that, kind of alternate. But this week this is like my week for like seven thirty bathroom breaks and it's been raining sometimes in the morning so it's like please come back in the house and don't make me chase you <laughs> and then you just <laughs> and then you just start your day so i usually have conference calls meetings maybe some interviews um then i work out i'm eating i'm eating like breakfast lunch dinner snacks in between mostly good snacks uh, pico fruits crackers occasional cookies, you know, <laughs> whatever the case may be. And do you put and that, like, do you put that in your phone? Sorry to interrupt. You keep, make, don't lose your train of thought, but do you put that in your phone or do you have a calendar? Yeah, I have a calendar. Okay. So it's, everything's in my calendar. So like interviews, calls, stuff I have to do, Instagram posts, like whatever the case may be. Like I've been getting challenged and a lot of stuff. So like having to remind myself like, yo, you have to do these things. And then uh, next thing you know, it's 6 p.m. So it's like I got my workout in, check. Mm -hmm. I had all these calls, check. Did I do anything like from an educational standpoint? Like what did I learn today? You know, maybe it was 30 minutes of reading. Maybe it's 30 minutes of reading online. Maybe I watched like 10 minutes of the news, but I can't handle more than 10 minutes because it's just too depressing. Yeah. And then I shift to Xbox or <laughs> FaceTime or TV shows on Netflix. And then it's bedtime. That sounds good. That sounds like a very busy day. Well, here's your opportunity to maybe get a little bit more up and close and close and personal to us. Um, we always like to do a little quarantine cribs at the very end. Are you ready, CJ? 
I am. I'm okay. ready. All right. I'll, don't I be might af- have to do some moving around. Yeah. Gonna, don't be afraid to pick up the computer and move it around and um, and show us everything. So where's your comfort spot in your home during all of this? Well, I've been here a lot. Like this is mm-hmm. my desk, office, whatever you want to call it. So I've been here a lot. Didn't really clean up, so I'm going to keep the camera high. <laughs> it looks very clean. What are you talking about? What could possibly yeah, be on the I, ground? Who knows, right? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> who knows? So, this couch right here, look, let me keep the camera high. This couch right here. <sighs> I love this it. This is where I spend a lot of my time, right here. And... I got to show you the cage. Very nice. I feel like all all the guys, everybody actually just loves the couch. A lot of people like the corner spot. That seems to be the place. Corner spot is definitely good. I'm trying to turn the camera, but I don't think it's working. That's all right. Oh, oh, you're going to flip it around? Let's see. Yeah, let's go ahead to it. There's the cage. Aww. She's got, she's got a little mini mansion, so she's good. A mini mansion. Does she have two beds in there? She does. Oh my god! She's look at spoiled. you guys. Yeah, one bed, one bed. Right, one bed. She eats on, <laughs> so she like put her water stuff in there. She eats, and then she goes and sleeps on the other side, and then comes back. She goes back and forth. We had one bed in there, but then she'll be walking around. It's like, yeah, we don't want her walking around all night because you can kind of hear it. Yeah, and then that's when things really can go wrong. Uh, you don't want to, you don't want a puppy roaming around your house in the middle of the night. Uh, well, I, this might lead to the next um, to your puppy. I was about to ask, what's your comfort toy or gadget in all of this? Yeah, her. I don't know where she's at. It's probably Elise. What's her name? Somewhere hiding somewhere. Elise. Elise. The doggy's name is Fiona. This is where. Oh, oh hey, hi. What kind of dog is she? And we think she's bull bastard and Sharpay. Sharpay. Oh but my god, she's well, she's big. She's kind of wait. How old is she? She's five yes. months. Five and a half months. Yeah, ish. But yeah, we got DNA test. We got DNA test there. She oh, you guys, you guys did the twenty three and Me for uh, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, twenty three and Me for dogs. Oh, that's awesome. And bark. Yeah. So there she is. What a cutie. She she knows she's in trouble for for her antics earlier. So, uh, well, you know what? You got to let a little pee slide. Uh, that's what puppies do. Um, what's been your comfort food in all of this? <sighs> French fries, uh, French fries and chocolate. French fries and chocolate have definitely. I'm trying to get the camera right. Definitely been my comfort food. Oh, sorry, you can see the picture. <laughs> Let's make sure that picture is appropriate. Um, I mean, it looks appropriate. I actually can't really see. Maybe other people can, but um, for people listening, they won't be able to see it. it so is, you're good. The... It looks very appropriate. It just looks like a woman yeah, in a just... dress, right? Yeah, yeah, a woman in a dress. Yeah, exactly. Looks very... Is that what? <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I can't tell. I mean, that's exactly no. what. It <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious. But I got like certain pictures, like on walls. Oh, okay. I didn't know what room I was in. Like, I oh, was... gotcha. No, I mean, we're good. (laughs) Well, you're good on this show. We go a little PG-13. Nothing too X-rated, please, though. Uh, So do you have any advice for people staying to stay sane through all of this? Um, Yeah, I think the biggest thing I always say is, you know, figure out, you know, ways to get outside for a little bit while practicing social distancing, obviously, you know, whether it's taking walks, um, just sitting outside on the porch, whatever the case may be. Try to get some type of exercise in. 
maybe you're going on walks, you jump rope and you're riding a bike or whatever. Um, because it's there's so many hours in a day, you'll go crazy if you just literally stay in the house and, and you know, twiddle your thumbs. I would say to, to reach out to family. That's been that's been helpful for family and friends. Mm. On FaceTime them, text them, make sure they're doing all right. And um, give yourself some time if you're in the house with someone. Give yourself some me time because it's not healthy and not normal to be uh, with someone for 24 hours consecutively. So figure out a way to you know, get yes. yourself an hour to three hours a day. I think that would be very, very good advice for everyone. Yeah, that's solid advice. I will gladly take that. Um, who would you like to tag next to be interviewed on this show? Who do you think would be somebody good to chat with? Uh, I would say you can't go wrong. Dame, Nurk. Hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would say Dame or Nurk. You could pick one of those guys. Uh, uh, Nurk's still rehabbing, so he's working out every day. Dame's working out at home. So I would say one of those two guys you pick. You flip a coin and, and pick one of them. That's good. I like it. All right, CJ. They're both funny. Yeah. They're both funny. <laughs> uh, I think we could use a little laughter. That's for sure. So I'm all about bringing anybody on who's going to make us smile and laugh. Well, CJ, thank you so much for hopping on. I know you've been keeping yourself very busy. So I appreciate you taking the time to hop on here and share your insight and advice and stay safe. And I hope whenever the season gets back and up and running, um, good luck with everything. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I just want to tell you one more thing. Uh, oh, here Duke it comes. Sucks. I knew you. <laughs> Duke sucks. And, you know uh, what? I was like, I was I'm like, you know what? We've been device. through twenty three, about twenty four minutes, and he hasn't talked any Duke trash. Like this yeah, is I'm good Hawks for life. <laughs> I always want to be a Tar Heel, but I'll settle for being a Mountain Hawk for life. I just want oh, you to know that. Oh my gosh! I have nothing else. That's nothing just else. you know what. But I told you that my husband he went to Lehigh, so. And then, but he's also a Duke fan as well. So there's just like a lot of, you know, overlapping. So I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't have anything mean to say about fan. You don't think he is? I think, I think he's just a fan of you and you went to Duke. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's actually a Duke fan. He just said you, he doesn't think you're a Duke fan. You're just a fan of me. So, <laughs> I mean, we did name our son Duke. So I don't know. Maybe that we'll oh, have that. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. I know. I mean, you could always name your kids Lehigh. You could go that route, too. No chance. chance. (laughs) (laughs) I love Lehigh, but there's no chance that's happening. No chance. Oh, good. Well, that only took about 24 minutes before the trash talking started. In all honesty, I thought it was going to start about 40 seconds in, so... You were no, very patient. Professional to the end. No. On the way out, you got to take your jazz on the way out. I like it. Well, then I have to bring you back on so then we can continue the trash talking. <laughs> uh, Sounds good. All right, CJ. Take care of yourself. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Have a good one. Stay safe.